good afternoon and welcome to this live edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. So glad that you could join us on today as we come to you live on this uh, spring April day. It's beautiful outside. Sunny skies, mostly sunny right now. And it looks like the uh, temperature is about 80 degrees and it's quite breezy. I just came back from lunch and I'm t- you got to hold, hold, hold yourself together out there because it's really blowing, but a, a beautiful day. And we're so glad to have you here on our Mid-South Viewpoint program. I'm looking forward to introducing our guest, and half our guests are here, and the other half we're waiting to, to get here. So we want to uh, welcome you to the show and also say hi to our Facebook friends who are watching live on Facebook for today's show. Also want to remind you that those who listened to the interview I did with Dr. Jerry Harmon on yesterday, that uh, interview is available now if you go to botradionetwork.com and uh, look up Mid-South Viewpoint. All of the Mid-South Viewpoint programs we do are archived on our webpage. So if you go, make sure you're looking for the Memphis programs. When you go to botradionetwork.com, they might ask you on the top of the page somewhere, it might say, uh, enter your zip code. That will bring you into the area of Memphis. And we look on schedules on Wednesday and Thursday at 3 o'clock, you will see that Mid-South Viewpoint program is there. You click on that, and you can watch and actually go back and listen, not watch, but listen to previous programs, including the one that I did yesterday with Dr. Jerry Harmon, uh, pastor up in Baltimore, formerly here in Memphis at Ellendale Baptist Church, sharing the story about their son. And so I hope that you will take advantage of that opportunity. If you miss any of these shows, you can always go and uh, listen to them on our website. And also on iTunes, you can search on iTunes podcast at Mid-South Viewpoint and uh, Byron Tyler Radio, another resource for you to be able to connect. So anyway, uh, we're just glad to be here today and and introduce our guest. I'm kind of holding off a little bit because we have a guest that uh, is going to be joining uh, our featured guest today, and she just walked in the door, so we're trying to get her in position. And uh, she has been on previously, and it's been a while, so look forward to introducing her to you. Uh, let me also remind you, I believe that tomorrow is the Life Walk, Life Choices Life Walk, that will be taking place at the Memphis Zoo. That is always a wonderful event. Stacy Mays and uh, Steve Copeland and uh, Karen McNeil, the host staff, Don Johnson, everyone at Life Choices worked so hard to pull this event off each year. And so the Life Choices Life Walk will be uh, tomorrow at the Memphis Zoo. And uh, I don't think, you know, even if you haven't uh, been part of this in the past, there's still time for you to join up and join. I'm sure in some way, if you want to come walk, if you want to make a donation, help support that great work, feel free to, to do that. And so you could just go to lcfriends.org, lcfriends.org, and learn more information about that. We've got another special thing coming up. I think many of you have been listening to Focus on the Family over the past few weeks. They've been talking about this uh, special thing they want to do in New York City to support life. And uh, they're taking a bus tour across the country. They'll be stopping in Memphis on November, sorry, April 27th, Saturday, at the Life Choices Raleigh office, giving you more details about that. So be sure and stay tuned to AM640 and FM100.7. So with all that aside, we want to welcome, I think we're ready to take off now because uh, Randa Littman, uh, she's the Community Outreach Manager at Mid-South Transplant Foundation. Randa, did, did you get caught up in traffic? Tell me what happened. <laughs> well, um I just got my signals crossed. I'm okay. Sorry, but I'm so glad to be here. Well, I'm glad your signals are straight. We seem like we had some signal issues this week. I know you guys actually came in the office yesterday. Uh, 
I don't remember what time it was. Was it, was it close to this time? It was. It was close. It was about two thirty, and you said we're ready to do a radio show. I said, well, I have you down for tomorrow at three o'clock for a live show. But uh, anyway, I'm glad it's all worked out. Special thanks to my good friend Renee Malone with KQ Communications. Renee is an incredible lady, and God has just done extraordinary work with her organization, KQ. Uh, Amelia, one of her staff folks, is in our office right now. She's kind of coordinating things and making sure that we do everything right. So hello to Amelia. But uh, anyway, uh, Renee, I don't know some of you might remember, years ago Renee was one of the anchors at uh, ABC 24 News. And honestly, when she was doing it, I, f- I felt like she was my favorite news anchor. And that's no lie. She was incredible. And uh, anyway, she left. She started having children. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> she but she started this company, uh, KQ Communications, and helping so many people. I mean, from the city of Memphis to nonprofit organizations. Uh, it's grown so big, she even has an office in Atlanta now. But from time to time, Renee will call me up and say, Byron, I've got one of my dear clients that's got something happening, and would you be willing to have them and most of the time we do but if we'll do anything we can to work it out to get renee's uh, clients on and today uh brenda good to have you back it's been how, how long has it been since you've been on it's been a while and we really appreciate it and we appreciate uh the opportunity to work with kq as well oh my goodness they do a great work well you guys at mid-south transplant foundation do an incredible job too and I mean, how long has your organization been in town? We've been uh, in business for over 40 years, almost 44. You know, I don't even know if I realized that. Maybe you told me that in the past. But uh, would you, how would you say that, you know, when you talk about the transplant business, I mean, we know it's it's more not just a business. I mean, you're talking about people's lives here, you know. Talk about in, in reference to how many transplants that you help with here in the Mid-South area each year? Well, our founder, Dr. Lewis Britt, actually performed the first kidney transplant here in Memphis to Leroy Hobson. And um, we're proud that as a result of that, an industry really has been grown here in the Mid-South. And it affects so many people, um, as well as providing jobs for those people, but most importantly, saving so many lives. So for all of these years, uh, we have been a part of that process and we have just recently rebranded ourselves so that people will know how we work with donor families and recipients to make that possible. Well, I'm looking forward to learning more about that because I always enjoy having you guys, you know, come on when we can, you know, have you on at different times. And, and you've had in the past other transplant recipients to come on. And we've also had those uh, come on because over the past, I don't know, several years, the Rose Parade, which is, I love the New Year's, you know, Rose Parade, and everybody loves, enjoys that. But uh, Memphis has been chosen over, I don't know how many years now, several, to have a representation on one of the uh, donation floats. Yes, it's something we've been so proud of to be able to honor somebody on that national stage like that. And Byron, I know we're going to talk about Blue and Green Day here in a minute, but right. I'm so excited to see that you're wearing the right colors today. Do I have them on? You know, yes. for some reason, I was supposed to grab this tie. I don't know why. I know why. So I, I know now I know why. Blue and Green Day. Yeah, we're going to talk about Blue and Green Day, but we also have a special guest that uh, you have brought with you, uh, Miss Pat Weaver. Miss Pat uh, is a liver recipient, right. liver transplant recipient. Miss Pat, welcome to Mid South Viewpoint. How are you doing? 
I'm doing well, thank you. And I, I know this microphone won't, won't bite you, but I'm going to get you real close to it. I'm going to get lipstick on it. Oh, that's okay. Listen, I want you to, <laughs> as they say it, they say back in the old days, put mustard on the microphone, okay? Oh. So, so <laughs> well, they just mean you want to get real close to it. And uh, did you grow up here in Memphis? Tell I me did. about your family. I was born and raised in Memphis. In fact, I was born at the corner, corner of Poplar and Manassas. Okay, well, now what was happening there at Poplar Manassas? Was there a hospital there? Uh, well, we were on the way to St. Joseph's Hospital, which is no longer here. It changed to St. Francis, which is right over here on Park. Right. Uh, but I was born in 1939, and I was born right there at the corner of Poplar and Manassas. Mom's, my mom used to tell me, you came here in a hurry, and you haven't slowed down since. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. Well, you mentioned St. Joseph. Of course, I was born there. My wife was born there. I mean, every baby, I think, you know, at one time was born at St. Joseph right. Hospital. And so, uh, but I remember, of course, that all property now is being utilized by St. Jude, and right. they're doing a great work there, too. But, uh, okay, so what? tell me about your family. Did you have siblings? or? I, I'm one of five, and I two of my siblings are still living. Uh, we were born and raised right here in Memphis. And what, so where did you go to school? I went to Memphis Technical High School. Memphis Tech, Tech uh-huh. High, yeah. yeah. My dad went to Tech High. Did he? He did go to Tech High. And uh, I don't, we'll talk about that later. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, so have you been most of your life fairly healthy in your life? Would you no, say? No, not really. Not really? God's put me through a lot. But you know what? I'm blessed to have been put through it. Yeah. Because I have such a story from all the several uh, hundreds of operations, it seems like to me, uh, liver transplant, uh, open heart, uh, aortic aneurysms. I've just been put through it. You've been through the ringer, huh? I have been through, through the ringer. But, you know, I get to tell my story. I get to bless other people. People at church tell me all the time, you have... You are just a living, walking miracle. You just have such a story to tell. Wow. And I do, and it's because God blesses me every day, every single day. He shines his precious light on me. Oh, my. Miss Pat, when did you first discover that you might have a problem with your liver? Well, sometime in 1999, I began to itch just from my elbows up across my shoulders. It wasn't mosquito bites. No, and I would itch and itch and itch. And I knew something had to be wrong. So I went to my internist, and we decided to start a, a series of tests. I would go to various doctors that he sent me to. By the time I hit the seventh doctor, which was a gastroenterologist, and I said, what in the world has he got to do with this itching? Well, I went to see the man. And he put me on a new medication. It was Ursadol. And he told me to go home and take three of them. And I did. And the next morning I didn't itch. Itching went away. No. It subsided. Oh, it did. Okay, it subsided. <laughs> it didn't go away. It didn't go away. I'm sorry. That was, that was in 1999. That was 99. I didn't get my transplant until 2005. Wow. So six years later. Six years later. But so dear, I went through, I continuously got worse. Talk about how worse you got. I mean, what was your condition? How did you feel physically? Well, I worked for a couple of years, and then after that I was just not What kind of work, work did you do? Well, at the time I was selling hearing aids. Were you? Yes, and I loved that job. 
I would still be doing it today because I loved it so much. I was just working along, and then I just got to where I just couldn't push me any further. My boss retired, and I said, well, I'm going to have to, too. So I did, and so I was home, and I'd get up sometime in the morning, and I'd be so sick at my stomach. Well, I'd throw up blood. Oh, my. Scare you to death. So your husband, not on microphone or on camera right now, but he's in the room with us. What was he doing during this time when you were having this episodes of vomiting blood? Usually sleeping because he worked nights. Yeah. And I'd get up in the morning sick at my stomach. And I'd have to wake him up and say, you better call 911, get an ambulance out here. i got to go down to the hospital. And so this was a frequent occurrence for you then? It happened five times. My and they would have to go down my throat and do an upper endoscopy to find out where I was bleeding from. And it was always from my esophagus. And they would go down and they would put little rubber bands on the on it to stop the bleeding. Well, that worked for a while. Then finally, they, the last one that I had, they took me down to the hospital. They performed the surgery. They went put me back up in the emergency room, back up in the uh, uh, transplant unit. And the doctor finally decided, you got to go to Nashville, kid. I said, okay. So they shipped me to Nashville at 11 o'clock at night. Wow. When I got up there, the doctor that they had sent me to took me in, and they they did the scope on me, and he said, What's the matter with those doctors down there? Can they not turn that scope and see that this thing is still bleeding? So he fixed it, and I never had another bleeding. But I had five esophagus bleeds. Okay, so at this time, you did not know that it was connected with your liver then? No. Well, they told me at that time, then after the the fifth bleed. And then I began to have a fluid buildup. And I would get odd way. 20, 30 pounds more than I weigh now. You couldn't sit down because you couldn't put your knees together. Oh, my goodness, Miss Pat. But it, it worked out. I'd go down and they'd pump so, the fluid off of I mean, me, and so when, two or three liters. When did, so you knew then your doctor was making seeing if you could be a candidate for a transplant? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And he told me in December of 05, de- December of 04, that uh, you're going to have to have a transplant. Well, you know, it's a long wait for a transplant sometimes years and if they had enough donors we wouldn't have to wait years and you're going to die anyway so you just as well leave your stuff to somebody (laughs) and somebody blessed me somebody blessed you and so a year later about that time when you really were pretty sick at the the, there that's when your liver donor became you became you found somebody was a match no, we didn't even look for a match. I just prayed about it, and I prayed for the family that was going to have to lose their loved one so that I could live. Yeah. And I've lived nearly 20 years on it. That already. was 20 years ago. Nearly 20 years Oh, my years goodness. Ago. I didn't realize that, Miss Pat. So, uh, I got it in June the 26th of 2005. Yeah. And now, how did, how did Mid-South Transplant Foundation, did they, did, were they part of this at all? Well, I had already started doing some things with them prior to that, and uh, I had gone with a friend of mine to an event that they were having. Come a little closer to that mic now. You don't like to. And I met uh, Zola Burgess. Love Miss Zola. And uh, so 
I, to- I finally contacted her and told her that I got my liver, and we set up some uh, programs for me to be involved in, and I would go around to health fairs and ask people to donate their liver and tell them my story and that kind of thing, and my husband always went with me, and he's just as much into this as I am. Now, before you got this sick and you even knew that you would need a liver, did you ever think about organ donation yourself? I actually did, but I had never done anything about it. Yeah. Am I an organ donor now? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. They can't use the liver, but they can use other parts of me. Yeah. Well, that is that is just it's just a miracle that all this worked out. That God, you know, worked through these details like this for you, and that you got a liver so quick. Like you said, some people are on a list for a long time. I have a friend. I don't know if he's listening right now. That has been looking for, matter of fact, they thought they had a match for a kidney, you know, transplant that he, need, he needs very desperately. And he's a pastor in town. And uh, I think something happened on the last bit and it didn't work out. And so he's really, you know, praying and, and waiting. He's been waiting a long time for that. Well, I was told, you know, it might take two years. Yeah. And it might take someone two years. I was blessed that. Uh, when I went to Nashville, up into Nashville on a Wednesday uh, in talk, June. Talk about the support that you had during this time while you were going through this, while you were going through waiting on the, the donor, while you were trying to recover after surgery, you know. What type of support did you have? Mainly my husband. He was so wonderful. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just I had friends. Uh, I had gotten so sick that he wouldn't allow me to stay by myself at all. Uh, and he worked nights, and he would take me to my sister's house, and I'd stay with her. Yeah. And she would bring me home about ten thirty or eleven o'clock at night and put me to bed. And after she'd put me to bed, she would go on home, and he would come in about two o'clock in the morning. He was working uh, as a tank truck operator. He drank. He hauled gasoline. Oh my goodness! So he would come in about two o'clock in the morning. Well, he had to sleep, so when I'd get up in the morning, I wouldn't wake him, and that's when I would be so sick. Oh, wow. And he was a trooper. He was, there you go, Dad. Appreciate you all <laughs> your hard work over there. So, Randa, let let's talk about going back to Mid-South Transplant Foundation. Uh, Pat's story here, how typical is this in, in the life of someone needing a, a transplant? You know, Byron, I think that's what's so amazing is that you never know who it might affect at any time. It could be your mother, your brother, your child, your aunt, your cousin, or your friend or neighbor, because the need for donation can strike anyone of any age or race. Um, The illness that might affect your organs and or accidents that may cause your organs to fail crosses over all lines. And how do you determine who can receive, you know, once somebody is on a list or waiting, I mean, how does that get prioritized and what determines if somebody can receive a... So the United Network of Organ Sharing oversees that national waiting list, or UNOS, um, and they ensure that those that are the sickest move to the top of the list so that those um, in greatest need are helped first. And it also has to do with uh, not only how sick you are, but also 
how long you've been waiting, the size of the organ, because you couldn't transplant a pediatric organ into an adult or vice versa and things like that. Now, do the organs that are donated, are they typically for those who live in the Memphis Mid-South area? Do they come from this area or could they come from other parts of the world or other parts of the country? They have a whole system in place to, uh, to ensure that that that's done the best way possible. And, and Ms. Pat was talking about that, yes, she now is an organ donor and has gone through the process. How do you, how do, you do that? I mean, how can someone become a, an organ donor? So we that's what uh, my department actually does is we go out into the community to try and give the facts about donation and dispel the many myths and misconceptions that might uh, prevent someone from registering to be. And let's go ahead and knock off a few of those real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so the first one that we hear is that they're so afraid that if someone is a registered donor and are taken to the hospital, that the staff there won't do anything to save their life. Well, that couldn't be further from the truth. In the first place, the hospital can't even access those records. Only um, our staff has access to the registry to see who is actually a a registered donor. And also, the hospital staff is doing everything possible to save your life. Right. That's what they've taken an oath to do, and they don't know what your wishes are at that point. And it's a different team of doctors that takes care of you in the emergency room. They're not transplant surgeons. And what about the dignity that's associated with that, the dignity for life? Because I know that's very important. Byron, we are all about not only preserving that dignity, but honoring that person. Um, And in many hospitals now, they even have what they call a walk of honor, where they invite the hospital staff and the family to escort that person going into the operating room who is going to be a donor and give them a moment of silence and honor them for the gifts they're about to, to donate. Right. And Miss Pat, uh, I, I know a lot of this information is private from the donors, and a lot of the recipients don't know the details. Do you know anything about your donor? No, I don't, and I've I've not even tried to look into it. I did send a thank you letter to the family uh, shortly after I had gotten home. Uh, I never heard from them, but I have my suspicions. It was a seventeen-year-old motorcycle rider. It had a sweet tooth as big as Memphis, <laughs> because used to I would never eat anything sweet. Now you like sweet stuff. Oh, you betcha! <laughs> I can sit down and eat a whole cake anytime. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow. Uh, okay, so we've got a big event coming up, blue and green. You said I was dressed for it. So, you are. All right, so let's talk about blue and green. So Donate Life America is the national brand for donation, and uh, April is Donate Life Month. And as part of those festivities, um, April the 12th is National Blue and Green Day. So we are encouraging every business to light up their lights, whether externally, internally, uh, turn their fountains blue and green, have a potluck at their office, have their staff um, wear blue and green clothing, take pictures and post it on our website um, at midsouthtransplant.org, and bring awareness um, to the need for organ and tissue donation. Actually, in downtown Memphis, we will be lighting the mighty lights of both bridges in blue and green Are tomorrow Are you serious? Night. Oh, we my. Are. That's going to be fantastic. Okay, so, again, yeah, I mean, this is tomorrow we're talking about, yes. the big blue and green celebration. And so we don't want uh, other cities to outdo Memphis. So we want to make sure all of our Memphis residents and beyond in the Mid-South area are really, right. you know, shining bright with the blue and green. Exactly. And uh, and also, you would be nice. I'm, I'm hoping that it, it won't rain and that people could come out 
and uh, and watch the the yes. you know the bridges. That's going to be wonderful. I know. And right now the forecast is all clear and sunny, so oh. we are thrilled. Oh, that is <laughs> that is great. Well, talk about. I know it's been twenty years, and so do you still have any type of you know issues you're dealing with as a result of this? No, but I get to go to Nashville next week and see my favorite doctor. (laughs) It's time for my yearly checkup. Time for that checkup. And how have things been going well? Very well. Now, there was – did your your body uh, receive this liver right away, any type of rejection or anything? absolutely. I had had the surgery, and four days later, I was out of the hospital. Wow. I had to stay in Nashville, and I was there for five and a half weeks. Having to go to the hospital every every day for the first week, and then it was every other day, and we stretched it out over five and a half weeks. And they would call me. I'd go in and have my blood work done, and they would check me and call me that afternoon and, and tell me what know. they need to check. Miss Pat, before listen, to we're about to have to say goodbye. Before we do, what do you enjoy most about your new lease on life? I get to praise God, <laughs> and I know our. You just can't imagine how much he blesses me. And I know that this liver transplant was a true blessing because he wanted me to tell my story. Wow. And I think that's God using me. Yes. And there's nothing I like better than to be used by God. Well, we're glad he used you here on Mid-South Viewpoint program today. And I think Randa's pretty excited about it, too. <laughs> I am. Because wow. nobody uh, can motivate someone else to register to be an organ donor like someone who has actually lived it and now can share that story so that others will know to give that precious gift and share that decision with their family once they make it and to register at midsouthtransplant.org wherever you may live you can go to that site and register randa if somebody just has more, has more questions and they would like to maybe just have a one-on-one you know meeting with somebody from mid-south transplant foundation can they do that absolutely miss pat raised her hand she's gonna she'd be willing to do it <laughs> they can call us and leave a message someone will definitely call them back 24 7 at 901 328 Four four three eight, and we're happy to answer any questions. Okay, give that number one more time. Nine zero one three two eight four four three eight. It's all about saving lives. Okay, I got to say this before we say goodbye. Miss Pat made up these. Uh, what are these, Miss Pat? They're pumpkin bread muffins. Pumpkin bread muffins, and they look so yummy and so delicious. And I've got them here in my hand, and uh, they're going to go to the mouth really soon after we get off the air here. But uh, thank you so much for what you guys are doing through Mid-South Transplant Foundation. Miss Pat, great job. Thanks for stopping by. Well, you're so welcome. And by the way, Randa, all my family has signed up to be donors. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, all right. Thank you. Well, again, don't forget, go to midsouthtransplant.org, midsouthtransplant.org for all the details. I'm Byron Tyler. Bye-bye.